0: Namo Bhagavate Sri um The fifth question in this series, again, this is a question which I was asked in uh, one of the comments on a video on my YouTube channel. Someone wrote, "I'm still confused. Who is aware? I thought it is. It was ego that is the only one thing that is aware. It's the reflected consciousness." When I say I'm aware of these thoughts, these feelings, these emotions, this body, this mind, who's really aware? Isn't it really the false awareness ego? Yes, I understand, but I I understand underneath the underlying assumed reality is the real self. But we don't really realize that until we annihilate ego completely until then everything is ego can you please expound on this that is what is actually aware is our real nature but our real nature is pure awareness that means it's awareness that is not aware of anything other than itself why is it not aware of anything other than itself because nothing other than itself actually exists so in the clear view of ourself is pure awareness, there is nothing other than ourself. But now we have risen as ego, and as ego we are still aware, because awareness is our real nature, but instead of being aware of ourself as we actually are, in other words, instead of being aware of ourself alone, we are now aware, firstly we're aware of ourself as if we were a body, so we're aware of ourself as not just I am, but I am this body, and we are consequently aware of the seeming existence of other things. So what is aware of anything other than itself is ego. So what is aware of thoughts, feelings, emotions, body, mind, world, everything, that is ego. What is aware I am and only I am, that is our real nature. But we are now not aware just I am. We're aware, Firstly, we're aware I am this body and consequently we're aware of the seeming existence of so many other things. This awareness is a false awareness. Why is it a false awareness? Firstly, being aware of ourselves as I am this body is false because this body is not what we actually are. What we actually are is only I am. So being aware of ourselves as I am this or I am that is a false awareness. Moreover, this body And all the other things that we are aware of, being aware of this body and being aware of all other things is also a false awareness because none of these things actually exist. When we're aware of anything other than ourself, those other things seem to exist. So by being aware of anything other than ourself, we are aware of ourself, sorry, we're aware of things that do not exist as if they exist. So being aware of what doesn't exist, as if it exists, is not real awareness. It's only a semblance of awareness. That is why it's called Chidabhasa. abhasa means a semblance or a likeness. So, though ego seems to be aware, it's not the real awareness. The real awareness is only the fundamental awareness I am. Awareness of anything other than I am is only a semblance of awareness, because it's being aware of what doesn't exist as if it exists. That is not real awareness. Real awareness is being aware of what actually exists, and what actually exists is only ourself as pure awareness. So being aware of anything other than ourself is a false awareness or a semblance, a likeness of awareness, but not actual awareness, not awareness as it actually is. So. uh, yes, this, uh, who is aware? It is, um, the, this uh, personal robot question says, I, I thought it was ego that is the only thing that is aware. Yes, ego is the only thing that is aware in the sense of it is the only thing that is aware of anything other than itself. Um, it is the reflected consciousness. Yes, uh, Chidabasa is, ref, means this, semblance of a likeness of awareness or likeness of consciousness but it also means reflected it, in the sense that it's a reflected image of awareness if we see our face in a mirror we are not seeing ourselves; we are seeing a, a likeness of ourself an image of ourself so in that sense ego is uh, ego is a re- reflected consciousness or reflected awareness in the sense that it's a reflected image of awareness. It's not, it's not pure awareness as it actually is, because as it, as, as it actually is, awareness is not aware of anything other than itself. But it's a, it's a likeness of awareness because it is aware, but it's aware of what doesn't actually exist as if it exists. Um, when I say I'm aware of these thoughts, these feelings, these emotions, this body, this mind, who's really aware? It is only ego. Isn't it really the false awareness ego? Yes, absolutely. Yes, I understand, but underneath the underlying assumed reality is the real self. That is what this person means by assumed reality. It's not, that, that is, we take this, we assume that this body and world are real. They seem to us to be real. So long as we're aware of them, they seem to exist. And so long as they seem to exist, they seem to be real. But um, they don't actually exist. They, they are not actually real. So, generally we refer to this world as, I mean, people, philosophers, scientists and others, they refer to this world as reality. But what they take to be real is actually not real, because, and we, well, we all take it to be real. This world seems to us to be real, but this is not reality. Reality is only Our own real nature, pure awareness, that alone is what actually exists. Bhagavan clarified what is meant by real and unreal. Real means what actually exists. Unreal means what does not actually exist, even if it seems to exist. So this body and world and ego do not actually exist. They seem to exist, but just because they seem to exist doesn't mean they actually exist. So because they, they do not actually exist, they are unreal. What actually exists is only our self as pure awareness. So that alone is real. But uh, so long as we see this body and world, they seem to be real. So what is the reality underlying this seeming reality? This seeming reality that is unreal. That is, all this, this entire world seems to be real it seems to exist in whose view only in the view of ourself as ego so the world derives its semi-existence or seeming reality from the semi-existence or seeming reality of our self as ego and where but ego itself is unreal because whatever appears and disappears whatever exists at one time and not at another time doesn't actually exist even when it seems to exist This is something Bhagavan often used to say, and it is a principle implied by Sri Krishna, uh, Bhagavan Krishna in the Gita, in chapter 2, verse 16, he says, there is no existence of what doesn't exist, and there is no non-existence of what does exist. So what does he mean by that? What doesn't exist... If there's no existence ever for what doesn't exist, that means what doesn't exist can never exist. And since there's no non-existence for what does exist, what does exist can never not exist. That means only what exists eternally actually exists. Anything that doesn't exist eternally, but seems to exist at one time and not at another time, doesn't actually exist even when it seems to exist. So this is something Bhagavan often used to say. This is uh, that verse of Bhagavad Gita Saram, sorry, of Bhagavad Gita, verse chapter two, verse sixteen, Bhagavan has translated in Tamil as verse nine of Bhagavad Gita Saram, the essence of the Bhagavad Gita. That's 42 verses that he selected from the Bhagavad Gita and translated into Tamil. So um Bhagavan often used to explain the inference of that verse by saying what exists at one time and not at another time doesn't actually exist even when it seems to exist. Gaudapada also says the same in the Mandukya Karika. I think in chapter 2, verse 6, if I remember correctly, of the Mandukya Karika, he says what doesn't exist at the beginning and doesn't exist at the end necessarily doesn't exist in the middle so, so it, it's different ways of saying the same thing so what actually exists must always exist therefore anything that comes into existence and ceases to exist doesn't actually exist it merely seems to exist so this whole world appears and disappears so it doesn't actually exist so from where does it derive its semi-existence? Since it seems to exist only in the view of our self as ego, it derives its semi-existence from ego. And ego doesn't actually exist because it also it appears in waking and dream, it disappears in sleep. So it comes into existence in waking and dream, it ceases to exist in sleep. Since it doesn't exist always, it doesn't actually exist even when it seems to exist so ego itself is a mere semi-existence so all other things derive their semi-existence from the semi-existence of ourself as ego but where did this ego derive its semi-existence from only from the real existence of ourself as i am at the pure awareness i am so what underlies the appearance of all this semi-existence is the actual existence which is our own existence, I am. So when this person says, yes, I understand that underneath the, uh, underneath the underlying assumed reality is the real self. Um, that is, underlying the, the appearance of all this is the real self, that is our self as we actually are, the pure awareness, I am. But we don't really realize that until we annihilate ego completely, yes. So long as we are aware of ourselves as I am this body, we are not aware of ourselves as we actually are. When we are aware of ourselves as we actually are, we can no longer be aware of ourselves as I am this body. So by being aware of ourselves as we actually are, we thereby annihilate ego. And, and by being aware of ourselves as we actually are, we thereby remain as we actually are. So as Bhagavan says, knowing ourselves Alone is being ourself. Knowing anything other than ourself is not real knowing, because knowing anything other than ourself is an act of knowing. It's a mental activity to know anything other than ourself. Whereas knowing ourself is not an act of knowing. That's why Bhagavan sometimes said, there's a a verse in Maitava Vilakam, a work of Mooliganas, Sadhuwam quotes this verse in the, one of the appendixes of the um, path of uh, uh, Sri Ramana. I think in the appendix when he talks, when he explains the meaning of verses 9, 10, 11, 12 and there several verses of um, Uludunapadu, in that he quotes one verse in which Muruganar says that I is such a knowledge, but not only does not know other things, but does not know even itself. But he says it's a knowledge, it's an awareness. But so, the fact it's an awareness, it does know. But why then does he say? What he Muruganur writes there, he's actually quoting what Bhagavan said. So why does Bhagavan say? that we are such a knowledge, but doesn't, but not only doesn't know other things, but doesn't know ourselves. Um, what, what, what he means by knowledge is awareness. So we are awareness, but doesn't know other things. We also don't know ourselves. What does he mean by saying we don't know ourselves? The whole aim of Bhagavan's teachings is for us to know ourselves. So why does he say our real nature doesn't know itself? What he means there is that we don't know ourselves by an act of knowing. Knowing anything else, is an act of knowing. It's a thought. It's, a, it's a, we, we know the world only by a activity. That is, knowing anything other than ourself is an activity of our mind. It's an act of knowing. But knowing ourself is not an action. We know ourself just by being ourself. That is why Bhagavan says in um, in verse 26 of Upadesha Undiya, tanai iratalei tanai aridalam. Uh, um, being oneself alone is knowing oneself. So knowing ourself is quite different to all other knowings. All other knowings are a mental activity. Knowing ourself is not a mental activity. We know ourself just by being ourself. How do we know ourselves by being ourself? Because what we actually are is pure awareness. So we can know pure awareness only by being pure awareness. So pure awareness doesn't know itself by an act of knowing, it knows itself just by being itself and that is what we actually are. Um, And then this person says, um, uh, we don't really realize that until we annihilate ego completely. Until then everything is ego, yes, everything is ego because All these things that we, what we are seeing as all this, we as ego are seeing ourselves as all this. None of this has any existence independent of ourselves as ego. That's why Bhagavan says in verse 26 of Uluru undahom." If ego comes into existence, everything comes into existence. If ego doesn't exist, everything doesn't exist. (laughs) Hande ye yabamam, ego itself is everything, because what ego sees as everything is only itself. There's no everything other than ego. The, nothing has any existence independent of ego. That's why when ego doesn't exist, nothing, nothing else exists. And then he says, he concludes that verse by saying, "Adalal yadu idu andru nadelay Therefore, know that investigating what it is, what this is, is giving up everything. Investigating what this is means investigating ego. If we investigate ego, ego will thereby subside and dissolve back into its source. Te din al pidicum, if sort it takes flight, as he said in the previous verse. And when ego ceases to exist, everything else ceases to exist. So, in order to know ourself as we actually are, we not only need to give up ego, we need to give up everything else, because everything else exists only in the view of ego. So, investigating ourself is giving up everything. To the extent to which we turn our attention back within, to that extent does ego subside, and when ego subsides, everything else subsides along with it. As Bhagavan says, not only in verse 26 of Alunaabdu, he also says in the Final paragraph of uh, of Nana, he says uh, very very clearly, tan erundal sakalum erum. If one self ar- uh, rises, everything rises. Tan adanginal sakalum adangum. If one self subsides, everything does subsides. One self here tan, tan means oneself, There he's referring to ego. If we rise as ego, everything else appears. If we subside, everything else disappears. So, um, uh, what is aware of everything other than ourself is only ego. And its awareness of anything other than ourself is an act of knowing. It's a mental activity. That is all of this, as Bhagavan says, the whole world is nothing but thoughts. It's nothing but mental activities, mental impressions, mental phenomena. So it all exists only in the view of ego, when we turn our attention within to know ourself as we actually are, we thereby in- merge back into the pure awareness that we actually are, which doesn't know anything other than itself, and it doesn't even know itself by an act of knowing, it knows itself just by being itself. It it there means ourself, what we actually are. We know ourself as we actually are by being ourself as we actually are. Om Namo Bhagavate Sri Arnanchala Ramanaya.